Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Welcome to the Just Being Honest Podcast. The JBH Podcast is here to inspire people to dramatically enhance their health, their well-being, and lifestyle by providing an honest perspective and knowledge on eating, quote, real food, whether that is in physical form, the healthiest version of a whole food substance, or mental. What are you saying to yourself? What are you listening from other people? Huh? The less toxins you put in your body, the less toxins that are out in the universe, the environment, and the less toxins that you are spreading onto humanity. It's about creating a life of sourcing transparency, mental freedom, and physical harmony. Guys, this is the Just Being Honest podcast. This is true food for thought. We are getting deep. On this episode, number 81 of the Just Being Honest podcast, my entire Body, mind, and mysterious soul of a connection got a little boost from the magician himself, Remington Donovan. What a name. Seriously. First off, guys, as I just mentioned, his name is purely magical. I simply envision twinkling lights and white glowing auras all around him. So, why did I decide to have Remington be a part of my journey and my story to share with you all? Guys, it's simple. I started seeing numbers. I started listening and moving towards the signs that were being fed to me. There was more to this. There is more to my entire being. I know it. I know it. And Remington just gave me, through this talk, 100% confirmation of my existence. I couldn't be happier, guys. True story. I even just intuitively projected my sister's um, gender of her next child. I said, I know. I know it's a boy. I know it's a boy. I just, I know it's a boy. It's a boy. So I knew from a young age that I had some gifts and um, scary... Scary as it is to kind of bring that vulnerability out to you guys, I'm sharing it with you. And I'm sharing with my, some may call it witchcraft, what have you, but the intuitive healing, the intuitive gifts, the feelings, the vibrations, the auras, uh, you may call it woo-woo, I call it woo-hoo. But anyways, this is why I'm just being honest and bringing all these guests that come into my life that have similar qualities as special gifts, whether they're an Olympian, whether they're an entrepreneur. That's why I brought Remington on here. Guys, Remington Donovan is a master numerologist, a mystical Kabbalist, a tarot diviner, an astrologer, a seer, and a teacher. He's based in Los Angeles, California, but he was born on the East Coast. Uh, actually, you know, he was born, this is such an interesting story, he was born into the tradition of Swami, I'm going to totally jack this up, Sachi Dananda, actually it did pretty well, Sachi Dananda, Swami Sachi Dananda, there's that thick tongue for you, right? 
learning meditation and yoga directly from him at guys a very early age i mean i'm talking this was his school this was his upbringing this story is gonna completely blow your mind so he began his formal training in the western mystery tradition as a teenager studying under an adept master for 22 years practicing the hermetic cabalistic i can never say that word cabalistic cabalistic can we back up cabalistic um wisdom of the ancients now he does tell you that through those teachings there are some things that they cannot share with others they cannot reveal um, some mysteries that are just left to keep in their soul so please respect that and guys, he uses these technologies and talents to empower, inspire, and guide individuals to unlock their deepest spiritual potential in uh, many private readings that he does in group sessions locally and internationally. His workshops include numerology, tarot, tarot therapy, geomancy, oh my gosh, I love it, astrology, and kundalini yoga and meditation just to name a few. He is hilarious. He's such a character. Um, and may I add his unique and contemporary approach to the teachings of Kundalini Yoga as taught by Yogi Bahan, combined with his deep esoteric knowledge and wisdom, establishes him as a rising voice and international teacher. If you want to find more about Remington, you can find some more information, you can follow him uh, through his website at remingtondonovan.com or snoop upon him on Instagram at The Mystical Arts. I am still completely tongue-tied, tongue-twisted, swollen-tongued, <laughs> and blown away by our connection we had on this show. Please take note that the sound quality may be a bit jittery at times, so don't turn us off. Bear with us. This is a spectacular, informative show, and you're not going to want to miss one moment of Remington and I's talk. So let's dive in deep. You just turned on the Just Being Honest podcast. You guys know that I am what I like to call a teaaholic. So one of my favorite brands at the moment, I feel like they have every herb out there in existence. The brand is called Buddha Teas. You also know I like to meditate. You also like to know that I like to t make my tea while I'm meditating, or maybe that making tea is a pure meditation within itself. But a little bit about Buddha teas and why I love them so much is that they strive to create teas that do more than satisfy a thirst. Buddha teas uses fresh, high-quality ingredients to explore nature's best qualities and enrich the lives of tea drinkers everywhere. I know I'm enriched every single sip I take. The fresh organic herbs and tea leaves allow their teas to stay pure and natural and in free form from chemicals, preservatives, and added flavoring. The minimal processing and eco-friendly packaging helps to honor and protect the earth with every tea that they make. So guys, on me, 
you can get 15% off by using code JBH15. So pick up a pack today and enjoy each sip that you take. Hi guys, this is your host, KB, and this is the Just Being Honest podcast. Whoa! Okay, so it's like we have a little more June gloom coming in, but it's August. I don't know what is going on with the weather, and I feel like constantly I'm talking about the weather these days. Um, But we've gone through some, like, crazy cosmic, like, happenings. I can feel it. I can feel it. For some reason, I feel a shift, like autumn is coming. I just, I feel it in the air. I feel it in my bones, everything. So guys, get ready um, for that little shift. And that's kind of what brings me into my guest today. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me step back. Guys, you just turned on the JBH podcast. We're going to just be honest with you today. Um, This is your health and lifestyle designer. And, um... Without jumbling upon my words any longer, I have someone on the show today that I have been dying to get on the show. Um, Someone that is like on the same vibrational level as me. His name is fantastic. Um, I mean, seriously, I'm going to ask him if it's his birth name for sure. Um, you can follow him at The Mystical Arts. Guys, I'm giving you a little segue in here. The Mystical Arts. But without further ado, guys, we have Remington Donovan on today. Remington is a master numerologist. Now, y'all know I have a thick tongue, so it's hard for me to say things properly. Um, and he's a tarot, I'm going to say this diviner astrologer a seer a teacher guys without further ado donovan mr donovan excuse me remington donovan wow let's start over welcome to the jbh podcast wait i can hear you now you can hear me now ready set welcome all right welcome thanks so much uh catherine for having me and uh even though we're having to do it virtually, uh, we will meet again in person. Wow, we're having like so many, I know. So guys, long story short, we have so many distractions going on today. This is really gonna test our limits, but (laughs) I mean, we've got phones ringing, we've got construction going on in the background. Like that just tells you what LA's up to. Like it's a busybody place, right? So bear with uh, us. Anybody comes by like garbage trucks and or gardeners, we we apologize sincerely ahead of time. Seriously, (laughs) oh my gosh! Like it's like, can we just get a break? Like noise pollution, hello. Um, but I think it's very appropriate considering what you do, what you specialize in, what I specialize in, and it's all about us adapting to those like crazy things that are being thrown at us and kind of like taking that as guidance and doing what we basically can with it um, to the best of our abilities. So tell us, give us a little brief introduction about you and then I'll kind of tap back into your upbringing. Um, Okay, yeah, well, my name is Remington Donovan um, and a lot of the, the work that I do it's a lot of training in what's known as the Western mystery tradition. And within that, it's sort of 
the key component is mystical Kabbalah, and then that's the system in which so much tarot, astrology, numerology come out of. And I teach that. Those are the techniques and practices that I use. But it does go, it's a lot deeper than just, oh, here's uh, just numerology or astrology. You know, it really is a spiritual path, and it's utilizing these tools as more of a spiritual dharma. It's actually a very strong spiritual tradition and spiritual practice that, um, you know, it's not just about all the woo-woo, oh, what does my chart say, etc. And then combined with that, I'm a kundalini yoga teacher and mm. practitioner. And I've been around spiritual teachings and uh, spiritual masters literally my whole life, but I'll let you open up my childhood background. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I do, you know, I, I, I consult, you know, a lot of one-on-ones I teach and um, <clears throat> a lot has been opening up for me to teach. And, and when I teach, I'm combining. It's really all the esoteric systems, the mystery schools uh, combined. You know, Kundalini Yoga is a mystery school. You know, Kundalini Yoga was taught in secret up until recently and, you know, up until like fish issue and the same thing with a lot of what I call the magical tradition so when I speak of the magical tradition I'm pretty much embodying the esoteric systems and the esoteric spirituality that came through a little bit more of the western culture but sometimes it's referred to as the yoga of the west and it's not to get caught up in any sort of oh this is western or eastern or anything like that it's just a lot of people aren't aware that even within um in europe and things like that hundreds and hundreds of years ago there's been a lineage and there's been uh mystical teachings that have like held the space you know most spiritualities and mystical systems start off as that and then things get corrupted over time where they become large institutionalized religions you know like the roots of judaism are going to be kabbalah christianity's gnosticism you know there's the sufis which are are also they're mystics so when i say the magical tradition it's all of the the truth of all of the seeds of truth of every tradition that is and that's those are what the mystical spiritual tradition the seeds of truth, the seeds of truth for every tradition, which is so true. I mean, it's just like modern, I'm doing air quotes, guys, modern times, we just like to blow things up and make it a competition. I believe we like to make everything a competition. So like yoga, for instance, yoga is really just like connecting like movement to breath, right? But we turned it into like the circus in especially in california right and well uh yeah to be honest i um well there's a lot i could say on that but i personally had sort of um stepped away from yoga not in my personal practice but i've been reasonably dismissive of just like i grew up with yoga and i was taught by a very high teacher and a high master as a child and taught yoga as a spiritual system Mm -hmm. and then over time it's sort of devolved into it's just stuff people do at the gym in la i mean there's everything from dog yoga to paddleboard yoga goat yoga yoga like but the thing 
thing is, like, I've totally, like, lightened up on that because I'm like, oh, this is all stuff that's helping people. What do I care? I'm going to take it to the level I want to take it to, and that's how I'm going to teach, and that's what I share. Mm -hmm. And if somebody goes and they're, like, doing a little breathwork thing at their gym or on a paddleboard out in the ocean, then, like, more power to them. Um, you know, and, and some people really like to criticize where it's become so commercial or mainstream, but I'm like, you know what, it's better than, I'm glad people are doing something of mindfulness and yoga. It's better than just saying, oh, I'm going to like, you know, go to Taco Bell, go to the bar when I get off from work and get wasted and whatever, yeah. the, wherever your spiritual outlet is. Um, but my own personal journey was I had sort of dismissed it until later in life I rediscovered Kundalini yoga. And for me, it's something that I really resonated with and that really works in, in my life. And uh, it's also something that I really love. I know? remember. There's a spiritual teaching that says, you know, you kind of have to go for a path, but you have to love it. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, in, in when it when something like yoga or something starts to become like, uh, a chore or like a task that you need to like fulfill you know and then you don't even feel good going to it that that means it's probably not the best thing but kundalini yoga for people that don't know it's it's really a lot about you know like that energetic flow like really opening up doors to that that true energy the the uh, lining the chakras I'm really trying to make this layman's terms but you know, I remember Don, uh, excuse me, I, why do I always want to call you Donovan? Your name's Remington. Um, uh, yeah, but it's Remington Donovan. Even my teacher, Tage, who I have a very close relationship with, um, and a relationship with, uh, she calls me Donovan sometimes, so it's, it's natural. It's okay. I actually really like that name. But anyways, you know, like I did a Kundalini practice, I'll tell you. I was going through like something pretty troubling in my life years ago and I had someone that said you're coming before you leave this state you're coming to this 10 hour Yogi Bahan like I think it was like at UCLA or something you sit there in this like, oh, it's white tantric yoga it was white tantric right changed my life literally I remember I went back to Kansas where I'm from and I was like meditating for like I mean the mantras and it changes your life but but the thing is what people don't understand is kundalini yoga is so powerful that it can like really stir up energy within you that's either like kind of nasty energy from the past or good energy that you need to like really flourish with and um yeah so basically I want to ask you, you said yoga was part of your upbringing, so tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Uh, I will, and I just want to say one thing, too, that you touched on a point where doing, I mean, especially doing Kundalini is going to bring up stuff, but, you know, as you open up any type of spiritual practice, you know, I want to let people know, is like, yeah, some of those um, quote-unquote negative or weird feelings and insecurities and all the bullshit that each individual we all have our own things and our hang-ups what's really important to know is even if those things start to come up um 
you know, it's really good to, some people get weirded out and then back off from a practice. And really what needs to happen is you need to delve in more. Um, I recently, or this was a couple months ago, actually, I taught this workshop and I did a meditation for releasing childhood anger. Mm -hmm. And I got a bunch of texts and emails afterwards um, that people were like still angry and freaking out. What should they do? And I was like, well, just keep doing that meditation. Like you, you don't run away from it. And then another thing too, is even when I said, Oh, your spirituality is like something you should love. Like there will be days, like you're not into it. There will be days. It seems boring. Um, you know, so it's good to have some endurance and follow through, especially when those negative things, you know, where I just feel weird and depressed and lonely or whatever the triggers are for people. What a spiritual practice does is your spirituality is your ability to be able to maneuver out of that, that those negative thought streams. But um, back to my child, uh, yeah, I grew up, there's a, there's a teacher named Swan. Wait, can you say that again? You, you kind of cut out for like two seconds. Who was one of, sure, the um, Swami Sachidananda, and he was a huge teacher who came over, who became a very big teacher, but he came over from India under direction of his guru, who is Swami Shivananda, mm-hmm. who actually has some ashrams in the United States, in Canada, and the Bahamas, I think all over the world, I'm just not as familiar with the locations, but he was sent over here in the 60s to... Uh, to start teaching yoga and spirituality to the West and specifically at that point to America. And um, my parents, they were, you know, hippies in New York City and they discovered this in the late 60s, early 70s. And Sachidananda um, started a yoga center in New York City and I was born into that. So I, you know, pretty much knew this very high teacher from the womb. And so I was around that energy field as a, as a child. And I think it's a little different when you're a child Mm -hmm. uh, because some of it, it, not that you take it for granted. That's just the upbringing that, you know, that was the world that I knew. Mm -hmm. I was aware that we were doing something different in the world. Um, So I wasn't that like clueless uh, about that, but we had our own private school and Sachidananda would come and literally I had to learn yoga from him. And even as a six, seven year old, not only do we have to learn and do yoga, we all had to learn to be teachers. So we would all have what? to take turns. We would all take turns like seven, eight years old, nine years old, teaching mm. yoga classes every day to all of the students. So we all took a turn. It would be like, whatever. I don't remember the day, but it would be like Tuesday is my day to teach yoga. And I'd have to teach yoga for the whole school and guide through. And that was all taught from this person, Swami Satchiananda. If you ever watched the Woodstock, that really famous Woodstock documentary, which is like a nine hour long movie, I didn't realize. And I actually saw it in the theaters like two years <laughs> ago here in LA. So that the New Beverly did a screening of it. I was like, this will be cool. And it was like, it was like almost four hours long, I think, in all seriousness. And I, that's a long to me. That's really long. But, You're like, I have to go to the bathroom. Um, what's that? You're like, I have to go to the bathroom. 
Exactly. But Swami Sachinanda helped open up the Woodstock ceremony and said mm. prayers to it. So wow. he became, I mean, he's like Yogananda, Sachinanda, Yogi Bhajan. Um, those were some of the, what I call the heavy hitters and the big guns that came over from India. But I'm really grateful that it, I had the experience to be around a teacher like that, who was also very close to Yogi Bhajan, who laid down all of the practices for Kundalini Yoga, as, as I know it. So I've never met, well, I'm told I met Yogi Bhajan because he came to our school, but I have no recollection of it, but I'll still go with the story that I did meet him because mm -hmm. um, he supported a lot of the work that Sasha Nanda did and vice versa. But, um, you know, Yogi Bhajan's Kundalini Yoga is what I discovered later in life. But, you know, when you grow up with it, what you're getting, this is my experience, and, and maybe some of the other people I grew up with is different, but you're getting an energetic shift, you know, because I wasn't like, it wasn't a choice, well, I feel like it was an incarnational choice, but I wasn't like, oh, I'm ready, I can't wait to get up and go to yoga tomorrow, you know, like, as an eight-year-old boy, I was like, oh, yeah, well, okay, I have to go to school, like, I don't know, I wasn't a kid who was like, oh, I love going to school, and now i got to teach yoga. And then I would hear all these spiritual teachings and lessons, and there's something called satsang in that tradition, and that's when the spiritual teacher, we would gather every Saturday. It was like probably like going to church or something, and that's when the teacher would just give his talks. Um, and they were excruciatingly boring to me as an eight-year-old, but it was really fun that I would meet up with my friends. There's a large uh, trash truck driving by. But, uh, <laughs> I look back on it now as an adult, and I realize, and I'm very grateful. I was like, oh, I'm in that energy field. And I remember so many of those stories and those little lessons, and I still hold on to them today. Wow. It's just when you're an eight-year-old boy, there's like just you want to be playing on your bike and with your friends and you know, you're le you're not as, as interested, but um, it definitely shaped me and made me really open up my whole life to be interested in spirituality and the evolution of my soul. I love that. Evolution of your soul. Because I, from how you were brought up, I could see that going one of two ways. You either, like, continuing on that spiritual path and living in that truth of your authenticity, or, yeah, I'm totally going to interrupt your vibrations right now by reminding you that you get your first discovery call with me for absolutely the price of free. Free. JBH free is your code to use when you contact me. You can reach out through Instagram at JustBeAnHonestKB. You can email me at Catherine at JustBeAnHonest.com and set up your first discovery call to accelerate your life, right? Holistic health coaching, lifestyle design, intuitive healing. What's tickling your fancy right now? Want to know more? Well, baby, it's time. So reach out to me. Your first discovery call is for free. That's JBH free. Okay. Okay, so growing up like that, you could go one of two ways. You could continue on down that spiritual path, or you could like totally try to mask that truth of yours, right? That inner soul, like 
who your soul chose to be and try to be someone completely different. And then later in life, you might find out that what your soul truly is is what you're meant to be, right? Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more because um, <clears throat> when I was a little kid too, you know, I think <clears throat> all kids, you know, some natural quality want to rebel, want to experience different things. Here I am experiencing this like, you know, all the spirituality and mantras and yoga and incense and the really loving, kind, benevolent community of people. I mean, sure, everyone had their problems and all that stuff, but, um, you know, overall it was this great experience. But I like, when I was like, uh, when I was a little kid, I wanted to join the Boy Scouts so bad. And mm. that seemed so appealing to me. And then I would have like fantasies. I wanted like, I wanted, like, a dad who, like, worked in an office and, like, played golf or something like that. Like, some sort of, like, you know, sort of straight American guy. And I, I approached my parents saying I really wanted to join the Boy Scouts. Like, I thought that would be so much fun. And you'd learn how to, like, build fires and play with knives and camp and all this kind of stuff. And to my parents, like the Boy Scouts, I might as well have been saying, I'm going to sign up for the military and go off to war, you know, mm. in my like the super hippie environment. And, uh, and I just, I even went for a few years, once the school uh, relocated and because of my parents' business, I wound up going to like public school and after growing up in that environment, which was a little bit traumatic to me. I, it was very confining, very uh, limited viewpoint world to me. Um, but I still struggled and wanted to fit in. And I dressed like even in you know sixth, seventh grade. I, I dressed very like conservatively. I really liked, and I would go out. I'd buy like really nice shoes, and my pants were like pressed. And I had like dress. I'd like go to school in dress shirts and things like that. Um, and I don't know, I'm like, some of it was like rebellious. Some of it was just a desire to try to fit in. Mm -hmm. Some of it was a desire. I think I liked fashion, <laughs> like kind of looking good, what I thought even, but, um, yeah, it, it, it's interesting to me, but it didn't take long. I mean, it really was a few years. Um, it, but in high school, I, I really realized how much I loved spirituality and, I remember at like 14, I just reset up. I had a little altar space and I had a little statue of Shiva and incense. And I just made this nice kind of meditation area. And I just finally came to terms at a reasonably young age that this was my life's work and this is what I love the most. And being incarnated and being a part of that ashram growing up gave me the tools and the experience to go further and to open it up further and that's when I started to delve into my own interest curious about it started with tarot for me mm -hmm. um, and I started you know I had a, a tarot deck and I, I was reading books like tons of books on tarot on like Wicca witchcraft I was really fascinated by uh, learning about these other spiritualities and more of the Western mystery tradition and then one thing led to another, and then as a teenager, I was very lucky, and I found a teacher within that path. And this is a path, most of the mystical Kabbalah um, and hermetic magical teaching is taught in secret, and it's handed down 
Um, there are really? things that I don't talk about, but uh, because I just it's part of the tradition not to. But I was very lucky to find a teacher, and that had been my life's course. You know, a few years in like middle school where I was trying to rebel by playing it like I want to be a straight American. I even pretended like I was into sports. And um, I so was not, but I don't have like, um, there's certain sports I enjoyed playing, like nothing on sports. I have friends that are yogis that are fanatical sports fans and I go to Dodgers games with them and they're like doing mantras and stuff during the game. But um, yeah, I mean, cause this is the thing, like every, no matter what, no matter how strict and serious you are in a spiritual path, like it's not, we live in this Western world. We don't live in monastic, uh, some uptight monastic tradition where we're just wearing robes and picking mangoes and chanting all day. Like we live in this world, you know, and we live, you and I live in Los Angeles. Like you gotta, you're functioning in the world. I love music concerts. I've always loved all of that. Um, so it's not just like, you know, being on a spiritual path you know, the magical teaching is your spirituality is your life and everything you do that expands and improves and grows your life, you know? So it's not just, you know, how many hours did you meditate today? Yeah. It's like, where did, where did you cause change to make your life better? So, you know, and, and some of that has been me utilizing these tools and meditations and mantras and spiritual practices to cause change for big things that I've wanted, attracting a really healthy relationship, uh, having my business grow and succeed even further and to like come out of places that I felt restricted and held back. But it's also, um, you know, utilizing the magical powers of, I organized and cleaned out and feng shuied our linen closet and my life feels greatly expanded and beautiful. And that feels like, almost if not more of a spiritual experience than sometimes when I'm like in a deep meditation and it's like a new moon and Leo and I feel super high and I'm like, wow, I'm like causing change in the ethers and I'm manifesting all this awesome stuff. That's all part of it too. But you know, people listening just should know like the spirituality is really, how do I make really nice changes and improvements in my life? And so cleaning out the linen closet, um, that made a big difference in my life. Although somehow my girlfriend managed to fill it all back in. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> no, but that's so true because everything is energy. Everything holds energy. And plus, like, it's like cleaning out your closet, you know. I gave a whole bucket load of things to a girlfriend and I was like, and she goes, are you sure you don't want to look through it? And I'm thinking I have such vivid memories of when I tried that sweater on, for instance, or, you know, where I wore that. I like would take something out and I was like, no, because it is, it's memories, it's feelings, it's emotions, whether we like to think of it or as that way or not. It is. And so once you clear the energy, you're like clearing the slate and it's like, it's a creating, you know, a, basically a new moon for yourself, you know, new beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like, um, that is, is spirituality. It's like you just did something to improve, you know, cleaning up. I always joke too, two of the most like biggest spiritual experience epiphanies I've had in my life was one 
was like, oh, I pay parking tickets on time. Mm. Um, which anyone who lives in LA, probably other big cities, like it's just something you contend with. As and I'm pretty good about it, but here and there it's gonna happen. And like the old me would make such a big deal about it. And then I was like, but just pay this ticket. I'm gonna pay it right away on time and move on with my life. Yeah. And the other was I felt like it's where I applied action. I had this pepper mill that I just had sat empty forever that I kept because I had like this other loose pepper and I would just use it. And it was one of those things I always forgot. And finally one day I was like, gotta get pepper for the pepper mill. This is kind of like, once I filled up that pepper mill, I was like, oh, that is spirituality in action. I just vastly improved. Finally, I have high quality fresh ground pepper life. And it, again, as like cheesy as that, those little things were all flow of divinity and, and working with things that are beneficent and beneficial that add kindness and abundance to our lives, even when it's small. That full pepper mill felt like a very abundant experience to me. Yeah, you know? spirituality and action. I love that because um, it does. It creates that feeling. So. Remington, I do want to jump into, you said you started with tarot, but I'm really intrigued by, well, these days I'm like super intrigued by astrology, um, but also okay. nu numerology because I, I. Well, it was one, one, one. Wasn't that a number you were saying? Um, I see 11, 11 a lot. I see one, one, one a lot. My birthday is nine, 11. Um, I was born at the 11th hour, um, like 11.52 or something p.m. What's your birthday again? September 11th, 1987. Oh, all right. Okay, so 9-11. Well, so, okay, so this is actually brings up a good point, and yes, a, a lot of my work is numerology, and that's the thing. Sometimes people are like, well, what are you, numerologist, astrology? Like, it, under mystical Kabbalah, or as a what is called a magician kind of is the work of a sage. We utilize all of those tools and we utilize them equally. Even on my Instagram, I put, oh, I'm a master numerologist, but the only reason I say that is my teacher calls me that and I honor and respect my teacher. So it's very humble for me to say that. But what I love, numerology to me is actually the root system of all the systems. And numerology really can be very interdimensional and can transcend so many layers and i'll get into that in a minute but astrology which is another powerful tool that i, I utilize and you can tie numerology into that because there's numbers to, that are associated with all the planets and the astrology signs a lot of people don't realize that tarot is all astrology or should i say astrology is all tarot and um, so it goes layer. The Five of Cups, for example, a lot of people may not be aware that it's Mars and Scorpio and all things that have to do with five also have to do with Mars. So we have extra energy of force and action and Scorpio, which has this intensity. And then we have five. So now we're dealing with the number five. So now I can get into a whole kind of meditative tangent on the number five, but I'll bring it back to the number 11 for you since that's something for you personally. And numerology in of itself becomes a fluid artistic meditative process. 
I actually just finished the first draft of this book that we're cleaning up and the editor's waiting for it now. So I hope that'll be out soon, but some for some of it's out of my control, but, um, with the numerology and everyone listening and I get tons of DMS on my Instagram and emails and things about, Oh, I see these certain numbers. Part of it, um, on one level is when you start to see the synchronicity of numbers, like I see five, 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 or in this case, we'll address the ones, the 11s, the one elevens. Um, one sort of easy thing to remember is it's a really nice sign that you're on a really uh, synchronized flow with your life. Okay, so that's going to be the first thing. So even if you don't know what those specific numbers mean or what their message is, know that you can always take, oh, I'm in a flow, right? I'm in a zone. Um, there's a teaching that says the more you meditate, the more the synchronicities open up in your life. The more you're going to see, I'm at the right time, at the right place. I mean, how many times have you experienced or your listeners that been in the zone, they go out to, I don't know, a party or an event, and next thing they know, they're talking to someone who needs like to hire someone for a very unique position that you're just so happened to be qualified and you needed a job or you meet, uh, you know, a soulmate, whatever the case is. I think we all have these profound experiences the numerology starts to open up and pay attention to it. And then with working with it, because I have a base uh, system of what those numbers are. So for example, the number one are spiritual teachings about really allowing yourself to follow your heart instead of your mind hmm. and to not think yourself out of, out of a, a, an abundant, emotionally fulfilling life. So one of the things I would tell you right now is wow, that's a lot of ones. You have to really learn, hey, it's okay to really follow your heart. And I don't mean that in like a flaky, whimsical, I'm just going to do everything that feels good. But it's like really what is your authenticity and where do you follow that? And one is the number of co-creating with the creator. Hmm. You know, are you at one? One is the really the energy of being in that zone. You know, it, it all kind of starts with one. And... Um, and then we can advance it. Well, 11. 11 is a huge number of the infinite, a huge number of expansion, mm. and it's also the number of sound. So mm. uh, 11 is an energy of sound current, so on one level, mantra music, but it means it's vibrational frequency. But even this podcast, you're using your sound current, mm -hmm. right? And I'm the guest now, so I'm using my sound current, but this means... You're using sound as an amplification of you, your message, what you're sharing, what you're teaching with the world. And that all has to do with 11. So 11 always wants to expand and 11 really can connect with the infinite. But then we can take it even further where one um, eleven, which I happen to know this through just all my work in Gematria and numerology and Kabbalah, one eleven is a number, uh, there's a Hebrew letter Aleph, which is the first letter, A-L-P-H in Hebrew, and when you add those numbers up, the numerical value happens to be 111. Well, that is the fool card in the tarot, the letter Aleph. So now, when you see 111s, you could say, oh, I'm actually seeing a tarot card that is the fool, which is a, also, the, it starts off, it's the beginning. 
and it's also the number zero. So you start meditating on that, and it's about purity. So next time anyone's listening and sees 111, decide, is this a message that says maybe I need to start something new? Hmm. Maybe I need to lighten up. What is the fool? The fool has fun, right? The fool is like having a good time. Maybe it's a message that says you're having too much of a good time and doing being too foolish, right? Because we have this number one that's all about following the heart. At the same time, we still like live in the waste, you know, we still have to pay rent, mortgage, provide, have resources, things like that, work a job, whatever our life circumstances, we still have things to do and a certain level of responsibility. But, um, so Kabbalah too, which is really the master system of all numerology, I was always looking for the balance. So next time you see 111, at that moment, assess, what am I doing in my life? Where would this lightness of being show up? Am I being too light and careless and carefree? Or probably where can I be more carefree and easygoing? And where can I trust this abundant flow of God? And what can I do to start something new in my life? Hmm. And then 11. 11s are, well, that's a big number, everyone. I see so much 11. 11. There was like a show on HBO whose name I forgot that kept trying to track 11. 11. And I honestly was like, they should have hired me as the numerologist because it just got bad and lame and boring. <laughs> but um, so if anyone out there, I will consult on film for that. But um, the uh, you know that's really an opening and it's a portal. And now we're taking this infinite with more infinite. So it's abundantly expansive. Yeah. Eleven is the energy that says, I'm just going to go with the flow. And there's so in other what I mean by that is I'm going to tap in, I'm going to get in the zone and I'm going to go with the flow and the current of my destiny. The negative sides of those energy fields are being lazy and complacent and getting to a point where there's so much flow of abundance, you don't know how to handle it and you kind of drown, Mm. you know, like all these numbers, just like astrology takes, there's a spectrum in which they become deficiencies when attuned to the wrong direction of it. You know, just like, I think, um, well, what, wait, 9-11, so you're, um, that's a Virgo. Mm-hmm. A Virgo always gets a really bad rap for being really critical, right? I'm sure you've heard that most of your life. Oh, yeah, I'm but, super critical. <laughs> Well, neurotic and critical, and um, but that's not, that's like one, it's, why is that? It's because Virgo is ruled by the sign of Mercury, which is thinking, communicating, yeah, right, and then you have all these ones and the elevens that show up in your life, which is, it's called uh, heart overhead, so don't overanalyze your way out of Great. And we could joke on the negative spectrum of Virgo is is neurotic and insecure and weird. But what Virgo's real virtues are is there it holds a very pure, authentic, real space of healing, improvement, and healing. And Virgo's the most angelic sign. Yeah. And Virgo's so pure and clean. An unevolved Virgo sees all the deficiencies, sees the negativity, gets too sensitive. <laughs> 
and then neurotic and stressed out because it's supposed to be perfect and it's not perfect. So it, it, you know, the same thing with the numbers, like the number five, which is about action and strength and willpower, it's negative trajectory is going to be about anger, frustration, and it's just volatile and violent. You know, we don't, the, if I get like super pissed off at something and slam a door or I'm honking my horn giving somebody the finger in traffic, that's all it, like the negative characteristics of five or my highly Mars dominant astrology chart. Yeah, I, um, so I know also that like letters have number, numerical values too. But the other thing going back to that is like, you know, Virgo is very pure right but also yeah. my name i kind of find it interesting you know how you can like look up your name to see what it means like my name is Catherine, which means virginal and pure oh. and like you know i don't know like i guess i would see it as like a white light you know and my my name has nine letters in it you know and so, so check this out because you have well you have a nine karma but Catherine with nine so nine is the number of deep Deep sensitivity. Nine yeah. is the number of this, what's called the subtle body. It's the number of subtlety. It's highly intelligent, which means it can maneuver in an almost invisible, gentle way. Now, the thing is, nine can see and assess everything, and it's a master of all systems. And its gentleness and its subtlety and its sensitivity can create its downfall is ungrounded, neuroses and it blows everything out of proportion um so i find it interesting that most virgos are born in september which they all have nine karma which is like nine nine is like a little bit like being a germaphobe meaning like you know you could see like oh someone touched that door handle and you know to most people it's like yeah they touched it we all are aware and scientifically know that that person had bacteria on their hand and there's bacteria floating around everywhere. But the negative nine energy is like walking around with the magnifying glass and it can see it all. Mm -hmm. Right. And then it's going to be like, Oh my God, there's like one piece of microscopic cosmic debris that's negative there. Oh my God. I'm so sensitive to it. It's like princess in the pea, you know, with the, the mattress and the pee is never soft enough. That is definitely a downfall of nine. And so that's for you, for example, or anyone born in September, the nine karma is just something to work on because what it really means, Catherine, is you have access to a level of sophisticated purity, high intelligence, psychic ability, and a sensitivity to to be able to maneuver, assess, and go through any situation. And you're actually meant to learn to be a master of all systems. Yeah, I, that's why, um, I mean, I've always, as a child, and that's what I do with people is like with the holistic and like intuitive healing is, it's like when I finally realized what I have and why when I was little certain things were certain ways and things happened and occurrences that I was never really vocal about like I was like it all makes sense like I do have and someone told me years ago like you're a dolphin child you know like you you are you know meant to be here for a particular reason and I found that out you know every 
state I lived in, jumping around the world, like I always met these people to help them at a certain point in their life, and then I move on. It's crazy. Well, yeah, Virgos, excuse me, sorry, I've had this little chest thing ever since I came back to L.A. I think I'm readjusting to the bad air. Yep. Here after being on an island for a month. But um, um, Virgo is, uh, is a healer. That's the sign of healing, and it's the sign of self-improvement. And, um, and you know, I want to touch on, too, that whatever we – Every single person has every single um, astrology sign in their chart and every single planet. So um, even if you don't have, you know, because you go through all the planets have different charts, like, you know, you have a moon in Gemini and a sun sign in Virgo and a, a Mars in Leo, et cetera, et cetera. Even if you don't have a sign where something's aspected, it still has a place in your chart where the houses are, which is a lot to explain if you don't know astrology, but the point I'm making is anyone listening to that's getting into astrology, like learn about every sign because it actually, every single sign has an effect in your life. Like I don't, on the surface, me personally have a ton of Virgo, but I have a sixth house and I have, uh, and there's a place that Virgo shows up in my chart and those are all lessons for me and where I can be of service and be a healer and heal my own stuff as well. So, or, if, you know, everyone has Aquarius in their chart. So, you know, and that's another thing too, the numerology, the astrology, all with Kabbalah, it all connects. And I really encourage people too, as you start to see numbers, like here's an example, you always see 11. Mm -hmm. Well, then let's free associate. What's the 11th house in astrology? Oh, the 11th house is Aquarius. Oh, Aquarius. So now, yeah, so now that means there's another energy of Aquarius. Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. Uranus is the liberator and it's freedom from limited viewpoints and it's the accelerator for change. So, and then you're like, oh, 111, which is new beginning. And then all this 11, Aquarius is a high genius, brilliant kind of eccentric radical energy field that just shows up and says i'm going to elevate you out of your limited viewpoint and so really kind of start to have fun and free associate with i know a lot about these numbers because i've just worked for a long time but you know if you're seeing the number 12 everywhere what is 12 okay well 12 there's 12 zodiac signs so maybe that means there's some complete system we live in a culture where things are often sold by the dozen, right? Like, I'll take a dozen donuts or whatever. Like, why is it that we use 12, again, as another sort of, oh, I'm going to buy 12. A, a gross of something is a dozen dozen of something. A you foot. Know, a case a of, foot. 12, buy, 12 inches. What's that? I've seen 12 inches is a foot. Yeah, I just bought a case of mineral. Yeah, there you go. So... Like, I, it's like I knew that, but I wouldn't even have thought about that. Or I just bought a case of mineral water with 12 in it. So now there's this energy. So even without knowing where I have these books of ancient Hebrew and things that were handed down from my teacher and things that I can sort of look up and start grasping even more. And I work with this literally every day of my life. And it's literally my job. But, um, you know, even without the sort of intellectual knowledge, 
use to tap into the numerology as a meditative experience. And just like you said, oh, 12 is a foot. And then you may literally see the number 12 and then realize, wait, I have some pain in my foot and need to go to the doctor. Like, cause a foot doesn't always have to be the length. Like why is the word foot coming up? Or do I need to get more grounded? Do I need better footing in my life? Like, do I, I need to stabilize myself? You know, so really get poetic, get artistic, get creative. Mm. When I, my teacher in magic, so much of what I had to learn about tarot actually involved writing poetry and utilizing so much as a deep opening about my inner psychology to unravel the mysteries of myself. So um, pay attention. Mystical Kabbalah is understanding and noticing the signs and paying attention and to unravel the teachings of that i love and, it i love it and um you know it unravels the secret language and at the same time please just stay cool about it because yeah. <laughs> it's like easy like you could it's fun to go a little on the deep end but you know what i mean like just be real and keep it in perspective sometimes you got to show up and go to work yeah. You know, like whatever, like I have to like go grocery shopping. I was out of paper towels the other day and that I was like, whoa, I need paper towels. Like, I don't care what the signs are. I just got to get my butt to the store. And it felt like this daunting chore because I was doing all this other stuff. But, um, and I say that kind of jokingly, but I, I keep a good perspective. I notice all the signs, um, and that is what Kabbalah is, though. Yeah, I love it. You know, Remington, I, I could go on and on. I said I could go on and on and on. What's... Um, but I do want to ask oh, you. Oh yeah, think it's endless. Wait, what? What'd you say? Ask me. Okay. Well, oh yeah, all this stuff is endless. So it is endless, and I want to because I know you like have a tight schedule and. I want to, for our next session um, with the group, I want to bring you on and dive more into astrology because we did touch about like the, the basis of numerology. Um, but I do, before we let you go, I want to ask you one final question. Yeah. Okay, are you ready? It is. I am ready. Drum roll. Remington, <laughs> what is your honest truth that has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? My honest truth in that? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I would say um, off the top of my head, overall, the way things for me personally have really um, opened up is recognizing for me that, oh, I, there's more of a purpose. And um, as I started to honestly just share myself and share what I love authentically with the world, um, that's when everything really started to change for me. Exactly. And it, and it happens to be that this is the work that I just – I'm sharing myself so I'm not contrived about it I'm just sharing what I love and I'm sharing it with that depth of authenticity so I don't try to fake any of it um, there are some numbers I don't know the meaning of I'll be honest about it I could look into it but um, 
That's been over the last number of years. I would say that's been my biggest lesson, and and also having the confidence to allow myself to be more seen, mm. and um, and and so and just to be real about it, you know. And and I I kind of learned that through some of my teachers' training, um, with Kundalini Yoga, and they said just just teach the kundalini yoga sets or the meditations that you love. And the joke is if you just teach the meditations you love, then at least one person's going to get something out of that class and it's you. But the real teaching is, and I think this is part of the acquiring consciousness and the shift because so much of my work has to do with people are like, what's my destiny? What should I do? What's my purpose? And yeah, we can, I love career consulting with astrology and my work in numerology but, you know, if, if everyone just taps in and says, what are the things that they really love? And it's okay for me to share that and see where it goes from there. I love you that. know, and um, that's where I feel like so many of the opportunities, so many of the gifts. And what it does is it gives me a really nice sense of purpose. You know, and it's not all about, oh, what's my career and this and blah, blah, blah. Like even... I agreed to do this podcast partly too, because I know you're just, Catherine, you're just, you're sharing your stuff and you're sharing your journey mm-hmm. and you're sharing what you love. And, um, and that's, that's the big key. And that's, and, but if that's the big shift of consciousness, I think for humanity right now, yeah. and we all, have, we all have outlets for that. Um, and I've been so grateful, like the opportunities that keep showing up for me, you know, um, it's been wonderful. So that's been my biggest lesson over the last little while. Well, Remington, I mean, sure there's more, but that that's a big one. Well, I encourage everyone to open that up. I am so grateful for you for being on the show. I know we had some sound difficulties, but that's how life is. And we made it happen. And I am honored that you just shared that information with me my eyes are just like bulging because I was so much just like (gasps) eager like eagerness to like go learn more but I'll be pretty like un Virgo about it I'll be cool (laughs) (laughs) just be cool that's that should be the Virgo motto just be cool just be cool just be cool be cool but um I wanted to um thank you again and guys guys we are on Spotify iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Simplecast FM, iHeartRadio. And um, guys, feel free. Reach out. Remington, I'm sure, would love to be in contact with you. Remington, where can everyone find you? Uh, Instagram is great, and my Instagram is at the Mystical Arts. But if you also look up Remington Donovan, and my website's remingtondonovan.com. Um, and you can also, anyone who does Kundalini through Rama, something called Rama TV, mm-hmm. I have a lot of, uh, classes and courses that I've taught through them. And then I, on my website, I have my own like webinars and things that I've had, but Instagram's a great, uh, great way. Oh my gosh. Awesome. We'll follow you for sure. Guys, guys, until next time, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Be cool. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love. Ciao. Wow. It's a little bit of an emotional one for me, guys. Um, Tears have been 
brought to my eyes. I am a believer in the signs that are energetically brought to our attention. I knew from a very young age that I had a gift that was meant to breathe to life further than just something so simple as, as I quote, being in existence through a vessel we call the body. I am meant to express and speak my truths, my intuitive healings to you all. This is why I collect, and as I may say, connect this entire community with leaders that make up a grand and infinite lifestyle full of purpose. To all of my JBH listeners and supporters, I hope you all got a lot of value out of this episode today. And please send it to send it to a random, send it to a friend, send it to a family member. You know, send a chain mail of this episode because I think everyone needs to listen to it, knowing that all the answers are deep within you. They're all within you. You just need to believe in yourself a little bit more and follow the signs. So another thing you can do, follow me on Instagram at just being honest KB. That's J U S T B E I N H O N E S T K B. I'm so grateful for your support and I always love to see what you write in and please take a moment or two, head over to Apple iTunes or Apple podcasts and give me a five-star review rating. I'm still tripping over my tongue. Because, guys, that's how we keep this show going. So the more ratings and reviews we get, be honest. I love all your honesty, but a five-star is probably, you know, like the closest to my heart you could get. Um, It helps us keep the show going. And I think more people need to hear my voice. Until next time. My words are gone. I'm still in awe of Remington and I's conversation, so I'm going to go journal a little bit of how I feel. So until next time, I appreciate you so much, so much. Thanks for joining in, guys. Hello, sweet beans. I wanted to remind you that today's podcast was brought to you by the Just Being Honest team. Yeah, KB, me. So KB's lifestyle design, what's it all about? As I mentioned before, it's about creating that substance in your life. What are you really searching for? Wait. It's not about searching, it's about unveiling what is already deep within you. So a little bit health coaching, a little bit life coaching, a little bit regaining that truth within you. So do you want to know where to start, how to begin? It's easy. Call me. I will give you your first discovery call for free. So just contact me, KB, and say JBH free. And you'll get your first discovery call free.